Hello, all you reinventors. This is Leslie Jane Seymour, and I am the host of this podcast. And I'm also the founder of CoveyClub.com, which I hope you'll come over and visit if you're interested in reinvention. We have tons more reinvention right there for you in terms of stories and um, all kinds of courses that we give about reinvention, things like that. Today, I have somebody who has just a wonderful background and a serial reinventor story. And I love these, these stories of people who, because of what their parents do, they think they've got the direction set and then they find their way to something completely different. And we're gonna talk to Catherine Balsam Schwaber today. She's the CEO of Kindra and Kindra is a sponsor for us for the next month between November 12th and December 3rd of 2021. And just in case you're listening to this afterwards, and I'm really excited to have them as sponsors. I had already set up to do her story on the podcast because her story is so interesting. And her parents, she said, were very famous professors at Yale and she's an only child. And when she grew up, she thought that's what she was going to do because that's what you do. <laughs> what else could you do but be in the academic area or in science, something like that? Anyway, what she found is going to college, she was actually very interested in business. It's a very interesting story how she figured it out. And then she found her way through business school, through some media companies, and through Mattel as chief content officer. I guess, I don't know what the content is of Mattel. Maybe everything Barbie writes to herself. I have no idea. Um, And then now what she's doing, she's right up in the alley of of Covey Club, which is Kindra, ourkindra.com. And it's all these products for women who are going through menopause and perimenopause and dealing with the symptoms and issues we have with everything like vaginal dryness to how we're feeling with hot flashes. Um, Some of us can feel a little crankies. I felt cranky, believe me. Anyway, her whole point is to get out there and teach women that this is nothing to be ashamed of. This is a positive, amazing time of your life. And to break the taboo that is happening right now uh, about talking about menopause and perimenopause. I don't know about you, but you know, I was going through hot flashes a long time before I actually entered menopause and I didn't know what it was and no one would talk about it. And it wasn't until I got to running more magazine that I understood it because we were, we were talking about menopause. Nobody else was. Anyway, I think you'll really enjoy listening to Catherine and her story and how she navigated her way to all these different things and really finding now what she wants to do in terms of educating all of us about this fabulous time of life and giving us the tools that we need in order to accomplish that. So I hope you'll welcome Catherine Balsam Schwaber. So Catherine, so fabulous to have you here. As I was saying to you earlier, I can't believe with all the things that you did at Mattel and NBC Universal, we didn't run into each other when I was in publishing. 
I know it's crazy, but here we are together, united through menopause. (laughs) Which you know what is actually better, I think, because it's a time when you really have time to reflect and slow down and get to know people. And I think that's what's fantastic about it. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit. You are a serial reinventor, I can see here. Um, I always like to go back and just quickly understand where people come from. Where did you grow up? What did you think you were going to be? And how did you end up in media to start with? And then how did you move to Mattel? Yeah. And then into various other things. But let's talk about your early beginnings. Where did you grow up? I grew up actually in New Haven, Connecticut. Oh, I see. So, so, um, which we can talk about. I've come full circle. We just relocated back here about three months ago from Los Angeles. So, so interesting. Yes, yes. But, um, but I grew, I grew up in New Haven and had, uh, I guess, uh, what I would consider a relatively normal upbringing for the only child of two world-renowned intellectuals. Um, (laughs) Were they professors? Yes, they were professors and psychoanalysts. Oh my God, two psychoanalysts and you survived? I did, I did, I did. I always would say that I thought it was good to have two because they could analyze me they could talk about me and analyze me together all the time without me having to be involved. <laughs> oh gosh! Well, that's great because that is, that's a tough one. Uh, it's a very tough one, but that's fabulous. And so yeah. they were very well known. Did they teach up at Yale or is that what yeah, you were in? So at Yale okay. and at, at Wesleyan. So. Oh, and at Wesleyan. Okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. That's a tough one. I've got a couple of people then for you to meet who grew up in similar circumstances Fantastic. and Fantastic. survived. <laughs> we did, did we very well. Own club. Yes. Can. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. So um, from there, I went to college at Brandeis University in Massachusetts, which was awesome. And when I went there, actually, I was planning to go to medical school. That was my, yeah, that was my big plan. I mean, I grew up in a world where I actually didn't know any business people, really. I knew academics and I knew doctors and all the families around us at that time were were really laser focused, mostly on intellectual pursuits, which was incredible. But it never occurred to me that there were other kinds of jobs, to be honest. So sure. So I had a transformational moment, actually, in my very first week at school, I was in line at the used bookstore, which was student run. And the line took so long that I decided I had to run that used bookstore and I had to modernize the system and I didn't know why I needed to do it, but I did. <laughs> and the only way to, to run the, the student bookstore was to become a student senator. So I abandoned my pre-med efforts and called my mom and said I was going to take chemistry the next year, but that I really wanted to run for student senate. And I ended up winning a seat on the student senate and running the used bookstore And it literally changed the trajectory of my life because I fell in love with politics and business. And yeah. And um, and when I graduated from college, I actually uh, secured an internship at the White House in the Clinton years where I worked on healthcare reform. And that was my first job out of college. And it also really opened my eyes to the idea of public sector versus private sector. 
And through that experience, really felt like the way that we communicate is the most powerful tool that we have about changing the way people think about yep. right about their yep. lives about what they want about everything so from there i ended up uh going on a on a long journey but um i i went and i worked in los angeles for the first time you'll see that many times i have worked in los angeles i actually worked on a movie called the american president mm. which was uh, created by rob reiner and um, and while I was there, a group of my former colleagues decided that they wanted to start a business to really help transform the way that we tell stories around um, what were essentially like progressive issues at the time. So if you imagine a, a story about Title IX um, produced by a women's organization that would run on Lifetime was the idea. So it basically introduced me to the idea of branded content before branded content even existed. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, um, and as that business was progressing, we ended up really working um, on the, the local media strategy of the Clinton-Gore campaign in 96, which was absolutely incredible. So we sort of pivoted the business because it was hard right it wasn't an era where people were raising money and right it was a uh, very yes. very different time right and i was so young that i decided from there that i wanted to go to business school because i was running this company i was 25 years old i had no idea what i was doing and again back to my you know kind of starting point where i had so little understanding of what business even was that I felt that I needed to be educated about what business was. So I ended up at NYU doing um, a program that was also affiliated with the film school because I was introduced, interested in um, sort of content and communications and, and storytelling. And after that, uh, while I was still in school, I met Tom Brokaw and ended up working for him as his, what is now called anchor producer, but at the time it was really a research assistant. And, um, and he was amazing and taught me everything about production, which was uh, so vital to everything that came after that. And from there, I felt like I wanted to work in a big company and I ended up at AOL Time Warner just as it became AOL Time Warner when AOL acquired Time Warner. So I worked in a thing called sales strategy that eventually became branded content and and did that for quite a while but really began to get get jobs that were lining up a lot with my life stage um and it was not intentional i mean when i look back perhaps you know i had the intent because it was really where my passion was but so in my 20s i spent time at mtv working on the hills and in the hills era which was phenomenal and then as i evolved into my 30s and i was trying to get pregnant and had my twins i was the head of marketing at iVillage which was the original right women's content and community when it was owned by NBC Universal and um and i loved that job and it was, you know, run by an incredible woman at the time named Jody Kahn, who had a huge impact on the way that I thought about being a, a leader and a female leader in particular, and being very emotionally open to the people that I work with, which I, which I had 
before then not really been. I felt like, you know, there was this idea of what it meant to have a corporate identity that didn't really mesh with who I was as a, as a person. So, so Jody really opened up the idea for me that I could be both who I am and a leader at the same time, which helped, um, especially in this phase. So as I evolved from there, um, I had the opportunity to go to Mattel where I became the chief content officer. Um, that was really incredible because my kids were so young and right at the exact age for Barbie and Hot Wheels, which was absolutely incredible. We had, we had a room full of, I want to say <laughs> 30 or 40 naked Barbies with yeah. various, various yes. things going on with them. Yes. I was trying to raise my daughter to not be, yes. you know, stereotyped with dolls, but she yes. wanted nothing to do with all the trains and all that stuff that my son yeah. had ahead of time. And it was this gravitational pull and we ended up right in yeah. your, I, we could have tithed my whole salary to you. I'm sure we did. <laughs> well, it, you know, what was so great about that time is that I, I was there during the transformation of the, the Barbie body, right? That Barbie could be so many more things for girls than kind of the stereotype that she herself had been put in right. and that, right. And that the idea that Barbie was that. right. The inspiration for, for everything that you could be in the future. Right. And it's funny. Cause I remember, you know, I was a big Barbie, uh, Barbie girl. Oh, man, I was I, obsessive. Yeah. 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 And my, you know, my Barbies were, um, were CEOs of companies actually, even though I had no idea, right. What a CEO of a company was, but, um, but she wore that's very, awesome. very awesome suits. That's the thing I remember about her. So, um, anyway, so after, after Mattel, I ended up coming back to, um, NBC universal. Uh, they actually, they bought a company that was based in Denver called craftsy. And so we went to Denver as a family on what I would call a deployment where I was really, uh, I was the GM of that business. And, and it was the first time that I was in a role where I was sort of defined as an operator, even though most of my previous jobs, I had ended up becoming an operator, even though my title was marketing. And when we came back to Los Angeles, I had this moment where I just felt like, you know, I love the media business, but I was going to turn 50. I was having my own perimenopausal challenges, even though I didn't really understand that that's what they were. And that I wanted to go back to really my roots of access to healthcare and supporting women. And, um, and I began a journey in Los Angeles of just trying to think about what else would I do, right? I was so far along in my career that it was hard to imagine stepping out of what I did to try something different. And I thought that the best way to work on that transformation was just to talk to as many people as I could about what they were doing, what was exciting to them. And through that process, I ended up meeting uh, Carter and Courtney Ream, who run M13, which is a fund in Los Angeles. 
And they were in the process of talking to Procter and Gamble about this line of, um, of products to support women on their menopausal journey. And essentially the three of us kind of joined forces to start what is now Kindra. And it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, like the good pandemic, timing. Right? Yeah. Um, but it was, it was still at that moment where we didn't realize that that's what was happening. You know, it was in that those early days of, of beginning just to hear rumblings of this crazy thing happening in another part of the world. And, um, and I planned to, you know, start this off actually in, in the offices of M13. And I was a person who loved going to the office, right? I was so good at going to the office and it was everything that I knew about how to work. And essentially all of a sudden I was, you know, running this nascent business with my kids home from school, the three of us with folding tables in the living room, because I just didn't know what to do. And uh, what we thought was going to be a totally temporary situation, obviously it wasn't. And now our business has been growing like wildfire. It's absolutely amazing. And um, I can't imagine ever going back to the office full time. Wow. Yeah. Are you transforming? Yeah. Are you going to not go back to the office? I well, think, how do you think, how do you feel? What do you yeah, think is going to happen? So I think we, I mean, we're officially virtual right now. And I think that there is a period of time in your growth cycle as a business where you can be virtual. We are still in that place. But part of the reason that we came back to the East Coast from Los Angeles is that most of my team was on the East Coast time zone. <laughs> and um, and as I imagine our long-term future, it feels like it would be easier for us to coalesce in on the East Coast probably than in Los Angeles. But um, but I it, it is hard to imagine. Although I will say that when we have days together as a team, that I feel, I can feel the pull of wanting to be together more, also maintaining the flexibility of being at home. So I, I imagine it, it's a hybrid, right? For me, yeah. but for most, you know, for most people. I'm so jealous. We had to work this out. Like you, I had different life stages. I ran magazines based on my life stage. And when I had two little kids, I ran Red Book. Yeah. And that was before you could have any kind of hybrid. So I used to lie to HR and tell them that everybody was full time. Meanwhile, <laughs> half of them were working part time and we would have a schedule of who was in what day. Oh yeah. Based on, but they got their work done. I was like, yeah. Hey, if you get your work done, I don't need to see you the last right. two days of the week. I don't need your face and my face be with your kids. Right. And totally. nobody left. There yeah. was no turnover because no one did that for anybody. Yeah. And it yeah, works. It is. You know? It's crazy when you think about that. I mean, I definitely, I look back on the amount of travel that oh. I did and oh. yeah. And I and think dressing crazy. and yes. blowing my hair. I mean, that's the, what people say to me, what do you regret the most? I'm like every freaking hour I spent blowing my hair every morning before I went to work. That was the biggest <laughs> waste of time. Let's talk a little bit about Kindra. First yeah. of all, yes. how are you going to, since this is all about reinvention. Yeah. Um, and one of the big issues with women, obviously going through perimenopause and menopause, yeah. and a lot of women who are listening are in that situation. 
this has been a taboo. It's still a taboo. People yeah. don't want to talk about it. They want, don't want to talk openly about it. Um, people are, it's, I, I find it shocking that it's still considered negative Yeah. that, you know, old is bad. How yeah. do we get women to embrace this time of life? I mean, I feel so freed. I have to tell you, I am so happy to be done with that stupid period. I am so <laughs> like, it is so liberating not to have to go find yourself a freaking Tampax wherever so you are. Right. Yeah. And in whatever language right. you're wandering around trying to find one, but how do we bring that positivity to us, to it? And what are you guys, let's talk a little bit about the products that you're doing and why you're doing them. Yeah. Well, the, the current products that we offer are really focused on what women tell us are the, like the four most debilitating aspects of, of menopause, which are sleep disruption, brain fog. Uh, we have a product called focus, which really helps with kind of mental acuity and keeping yourself focused. Um, we have, we also obviously are focused on hot flashes since it's really the most obvious, um, right. It's the one thing that is happening to you on this journey that you can't necessarily hide. And then vaginal dryness, which, uh, as you know, is like the, 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 most common, but least talked about aspect of menopause in so many circumstances. And, and that, you know, the thing about that lotion that's so great is that it's, it's basically like face cream, but for your vulva and vaginal opening, um, that really rebuilds the barrier of your vaginal tissue, which is so important. So, you know, we're, we're really approaching this from a health and wellness standpoint, because, so much of this journey, I think, is about being able to feel empowered in your body. And that, you know, I, for myself, this journey has been not unlike after I had my twins, when my body was like not my body anymore for the first time. And that I really had to relearn how to feel amazing, you know, that I changed the way that I ate a little bit. I changed the way that I worked out. I, um, you know, I spent more time focused on how do I, how do I give this myself the care that I need? And so I think that that is really, really critical when we think about part of it is like how changing the conversation is important, which is our number one mission, but changing the conversation in order for you to be able to find the solutions that you need is kind of the second part. So, you know, we come to this from a position that education is the most critical thing that we can offer. And that by being empowered with the information, you can make better choices about how you, how you can feel like your best self during this new phase of life. That is an amazing, right? It is an amazing phase of life. Women are also often at the peak of their careers, right? They're making more money potentially than they ever have. They're having an opportunity to retire and have more time. Um, you know, I think that that's part of 
why this phase can be so incredible is that you actually have a moment, as you said, to reflect and think about the connections that you want to have or that you want to rebuild, um, you know, to get back in touch with yourself, but also with people that you may not have been able to spend that much time with in previous eras because you were, you know, just in a, in a different place in terms of your life. So we think about our business in kind of three critical ways. The first is education and information. The second is community, just like you, right? Being able to find other women who are having this kind of experience and hearing their stories. You know, community doesn't always have to be me talking to another person or a group of people, but being able to hear the stories of women that, that help me find the path that is best for me, I think is so important when you think about what the role of community is in, in transforming this kind of stigma, because the more that you hear other people talking about menopause and the challenges that they're facing, I think the, the more latitude you feel to be having that same conversation. And then the right. last piece, of course, is solutions that work, which are our products. So, you know, I think when I think about transforming the lives of women, it's really about empowering women to feel like they have what they need to make choices to feel amazing. And right. that can, you know, it can take time. It's a process. The hard part is you have to do the work, it, right? It doesn't just magically happen. And I think right. that that's right. It, it, there's no magic pill for this. It really is an opportunity for self-discovery. But when you do the work and you find the things that work for you, then I think that's when you get to that sort of nirvana place of, I feel great and free and stronger than I ever have. And different things work for different people is what totally. I found. E yes. Each thing is individual. Where does the name Kindra come from? Kindred spirits. Oh, hilarious. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so well, no, the original that. name for Covey Club was Kindred. Oh, yeah, well, that was the go. original name. Yep. Yeah. And yes. then we moved over. Um, we had a bad patent lawyer who couldn't mm. get the name because somebody had something that sounded like mm. it wasn't even close. She didn't know how to fight for it. And um, when I got to Covey, I had a new lawyer and she was like, yeah, they're going to turn us away because of Stephen Covey, but you're going to tell them all the stuff you do on menopause. And we're going to show that that has <laughs> nothing to do with Stephen Covey and no one could ever think. So I sent her. They, she put forward, you know, you know, vaginal dryness stories. Yeah, <laughs> it was right. like, no, no one's going to think yes. of Stephen Covey. No, Don't there's worry. No, 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 no confusion. No Definitely. confusion. <laughs> but that's great. No, because I thought that was a really great name. Now talk a little bit about you're estrogen free, right? Yes. Yes. But so the, you the get line, results. Yeah. The, yes. The, the, um, you know, part of the reason that we focused on products that were estrogen free and, you know, they're clean and, uh, vegan and all of the things that you want to put in or on your body, but we wanted to make them accessible for everybody. So, you know, many women can't use or don't want to take estrogen. Right. There are also members in our community who use estrogen products and also use our products because oh. they, yeah, they don't interfere with estrogen either because they're estrogen free. So, um, so it's, it's really just meant to be products for every body that men you know, it goes through a menopausal transition and, and so they're really accessible, um, and, and effective. I mean, that's part of the magic of having, 
you know, the development cycle from a team of, you know, such uh, renowned scientists is before we even opened our doors, we knew that the products were effective and safe. And, um, and, you know, we just see over and over again from our customers that they really, you know, they really work, which is amazing. And that, you know, women use them in lots of different ways. So um, the lotion, which is our number one bestseller, you know, some women uh, use every day, you know, sometimes they use a lot, sometimes they use less. And it just depends on, you know, what's happening with their body at, at that time. Because to your point, every everybody's body is different and you have to figure out what's working for you. But also the, we're talking about hormones. So it means that your body is like constantly changing. So what's working for you, you know, this year may not be working for you in right. a couple of years, just the way right. you think things about move. Right, your face cream. Right. Yeah, exactly. Things yeah. Move. Yeah. yeah. Can we talk a little bit about how we're going to then reinvent this discussion about menopause? Yeah. First of all, why do you think it's taken so long? Viagra has been on the market for, let's see how long. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, yes. Yeah. Come on. Why is this? Because there were no women in the top, top positions to even think about this. I mean, uh, you know, do we have a, do you have a, a theory yeah. on why we, I mean, we know, oh my God, I mean, my whole career has been based on dealing with the minority status yeah. of women, even though they're 51%, you yeah. know, of the, yeah. of the world. Yeah. But we're still treated as if we're like 10%. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it's really complicated. It, it's funny. Mm -hmm. So we're doing this program we just launched two weeks ago called Couch Conversations. Oh, yeah. I saw that um, on your yeah, site. So uh -huh. um, we did the first one was uh, with Gloria Steinem and Gail King joined us and a group of other incredible women. And in that conversation, someone said, you know, it feels like everybody's talking about menopause. And I said, it does because we are all talking about menopause, but the vast majority of women not. are not right? right. And that I have the experience so often when I meet with groups of women, whether they're friends or in a meeting or anything where I'm talking about all of this. And then after the meeting, they come to me individually to talk about it, right? Like, oh, I'm having, you know, I'm having hot flashes, but I, can you tell Built me taboo. about your product? Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that there is so much association with the idea that this transition makes you lesser than. Yeah, less sexy. Right? You're no less longer sexy. on the market. Yeah, exactly. well, because that's all been done from a man's point of view. Totally. Totally. Everything was what, what did Ben think of women? Right, right, exactly. And, and I think that, but I think that also it's the lack of solutions or choices. I mean, yes. vaginal dryness is real. So, right. Right, and the vast majority of women experience vaginal dryness, which Correct. probably means that intimacy is not as exciting and comfortable as it used to be, yes. which means you have to work on finding solutions for you that still make it amazing and comfortable and hot and sexy. Right. And it's going to be different, but, but so I, I think that there is that like mental chasm that we have to cross, which is, you know, another woman that I spoke to, she said, you know, I, I was shocked that I just wasn't ready all the time anymore. Right. Right. right? Of course. And, I... and coming to terms with that is kind of the first step, but I think part of it is, is saying, the likelihood is, 
every woman you're talking to over 48 just statistically is having some version of this and that by sharing information about getting solutions i think is the first is the first step and also feeling like that's totally normal right it's normal to have those conversations and those anxieties and and that what shouldn't be normal is having to feel like vaginal dryness and hot flashes and brain fog and you know achy bones that that's the normal right that that's your new right. normal i think that's where we have to try and shift the way that we think which is your new normal is just a different version of your old normal but you you know you have have to you have to think about it. viagra is the same deal right like if you can't get an erection you go and you find viagra and you solve it for yourself right and somehow men are very comfortable talking about that but women are you know are not because i mean right it all goes back to the idea that we're supposed to be sexy and desirable and all by ourselves and, right exactly and never talk about it and, and you know it's all and yet, natural right. exactly yeah, no. exactly yeah. So no. it, I think it's it's a hard thing to overcome, but it, but what's interesting is when, you know, as we talk to more and more women and we have conversations, even, you know, even with a Gloria Steinem, that 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 all women, you know, from the beginning of time have been working on this challenge. And that, you know, some of it is our lack of revere for aging and older women, right? In some cultures, older yes. women are are the you know the wise tribal leaders and and in our culture it's you know really really the opposite so right it's still gonna it takes a lot of work i mean i think that we are we have come so far but we are still very much at the beginning of our journey i think that our generation is going to show the daughters that we have that this is yeah. not the end yeah and that if your sexuality your reproductive era is over, it means nothing. Right. And you can continue. I think a lot of it has to do with role model. And if yeah. we show it differently, other yeah. than how our mothers um, were stuck. Yes. You know, I, I think so much is role modeling and they will see different things, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. So let's talk about um, where can people find Kindra? Is it only yeah. on a website? Is it on shelves somewhere? Um, yeah. And then I know you have a little surprise for I the do. Covey Club reader. And I listener. do. I do. So we are available online right now, uh, all direct to consumer, and you can find us at ourkindra.com. And we do have a special surprise. So we have a special code for all of your listeners and readers, which is Covey20. So when you come to visit us at the site, ourkindra.com, then um, you can get 20% off your first purchase uh, for whatever you buy, which is going to be really, really awesome. And we love getting feedback also. So we love for everyone to to try the products and let us know what what you think. We also are um, in the process of developing some new stuff, actually based on our consumer feedback about oh, that's points, great. yeah that they feel like we um, that we should really be trying to address. And so we're we're working hard to get that out too. What's the favorite product so far? What are people 
buying most of? Well, I mean, the vaginal lotion is definitely the number, the number okay. one, because it is, uh, it helps with so, you know, so many things that are in the category of like the hidden dialogue, but a lot of women, you know, use it also before they exercise before intimacy, right. Feeling like a lot things that are, um, less comfortable just to make everything more comfortable again. And as I said, it, you know, it builds up the barrier and the elasticity. So it really makes you feel uh, good over time. And then the second one is our core supplement, which is oh, some, some are supplements. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So some are creams and then some things yes, you take. Exactly. Right. So the core supplement helps with hot flashes, but also helps with brain fog and um, let's call it mood balance. Oh, I know that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And what's great about it is, so my number one symptom actually is I get really, really achy. I have a lot of joint, a lot of joint pain and the active ingredient is uh, called pycnogenol, which is also known as French maritime pine bark. And it really helps actually with my, with my joint pain. It's a, just, it's a super powerful antioxidant and, um, you know, and I, I, I wasn't expecting it in the beginning, but now I'm, you know, like if I, I am not a crazy supplement taker myself, but if I don't take it right for a couple of days, I can feel the difference, which I just think is amazing. Wow. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That's so interesting. I still can't believe we haven't run into each other. directly. (laughs) And I love the fact that you've looped back around to your hometown as well. That's such a wonderful story. So many women, who said, I'm never, ever going to come back here, find that they do wander back. And I think that's a beautiful story and they can pick up threads that they left behind and, you know, they can realize that it's not the same town that they left when they were 20. And there's a lot of beauty in that as well. And I'm really excited for our group to be able to try the Kindra products. And thank you for that wonderful sense off. And how long does that go for? That's going to go for four weeks, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. So, um, it's a good time to practice some self-care during the holidays. So, um, it's, it's definitely a time to kick off new routines, which I know are hard to manage, but this time of year is more important than ever to be taking care of ourselves as we know, you know, the intensity of how busy it can be oh, taking God, care of yes. everybody else, right? Let's get rid of that one thing we don't need, which exactly. is hot flashes and feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> so it'll run our little special um, with Kendra will run from November 12th through the 3rd of December. Awesome. So Go, go shop now, ladies, try it out and make your, make yourself nice and comfortable. Cause it, it's, you know, these holidays are going to be really unique. We're all going to be getting back together after a long time of not getting back together. It's going to be good. And there's yeah. going to be some tough moments too, <laughs> as we know. So take away that one problem that you have. And I know I get, I got very cranky. That was my problem was I got really super oh, cranky. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much, Catherine. Thank and, you. Um, I'm just so happy to meet you. And at some point I'm going to come up to New Haven and I'll catch you for lunch. Perfect. Thank you. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Catherine Balsam Schwaber. And 
I hope it's given you an idea about not only that we don't have to do what our parents set us up to do. Uh, many of us have already gone that direction. If you have not, you should know that you can choose any direction that you want yourself. And especially at midlife, boy, is this the time to take hold and really do the things that really rock your boat and really mean something to you. And don't waste the time that you have on doing something that is not fulfilling, that is not meaningful, and is not having an impact. And if you're doing your job that you have to do to bring in the money on the side, you can start something that's really meaningful to you. If you are serious about your reinvention, please come on over to cubbyclub.com. That is what we do. What we say about Cubby Club is we are a place where you can come and we will hold a space for you while you figure out what is next for you in this wonderful part of your life. It is a fabulous doorway to the next era of your life and it takes a transition and sometimes we don't know exactly what that means. I'm still in that transition. But it is a wonderful time to meet new women who are not in your silo, who are not the kind of women that you've met before just because you were in business or just because your kids were in school. Now's the time to meet the women who are going to be part of your future and your life going forward. So come on over to cubbyclub.com, join us there. And also, I hope you take advantage of the Kinder offer from Catherine, 20% off of her great products, and you get to try them. And she also wants to hear back from you, what did you think? What can they do better? They're kind of like us in that same similar way where they want to do better and want to make you happy. So head on over to Kindra.com, our Kindra, our Kindra.com and pick up a product and see what you think. I'd love to hear as well what you're thinking. Take care, see you next time.